1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. as moderator for tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I've got a card up my sleeve, but that don't mean I'm cheating. It's high noon for Thursday, August 13th, 2020. So, I woke up to the news today that Donald Trump had helped facilitate the normalization of diplomatic relations between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. This is huge news. Americans should be proud of their country and their president. And if Donald Trump wins a Nobel Peace Prize, that would be hilarious Obama won a Nobel peace prize just for being president while black thank God he wasn't driving or it would have gotten canceled out right wokes everything is about race even when it's Middle Eastern peace so The Democratic National Committee, the Democratic National Convention, is going to feature one Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as a speaker, the Democratic Socialist dum-dum from New York, who is the biggest proponent of the Green New Deal, the single dumbest piece of legislation to ever be offered in the United States, she is going to get one whole minute to speak at the convention. 60 seconds is what they give the face of their party. (laughs) It is almost impossible to be as incompetent as these people are. You do not take some bright young star and by I mean bright uh, by bright, I mean like the way they think of her, not that she is actually mentally bright, because that is clearly not the case. She is good at the gram though. (laughs) One minute, one minute is all she gets to expound on her democratic socialism and her green new deal and lie about how she wants joe biden to be president <laughs> and how he picked a running mate that is the polar opposite from everything she thinks the left should be Woohoo! we're winning i'm with her Holy shit! How do they do it? How do they do it? Everything they do is exactly wrong. its unfucking un-fucking-believable. A recent survey from The Hill has Joe Biden up four nationally. Considering he's up 39 in California... It might be that 4% is all stuck here in New York. What does that mean for the rest of the country? What does it mean that Trump's numbers are closing in on Joe Biden's numbers? What does it mean that the campaign has only just begun and Trump kicks it off with a Middle East peace deal? (laughs) God damn it, this shit is hilarious. Yesterday, Trump gave a very long press conference where he basically uh, just took the opportunity to absolutely dismantle every narrative that the left is providing. Of course, people will not believe it because what the media will do is find little clips that made them look real good and they will play those over and over again to make very dumb people think that that's what the press conference was about. It wasn't. I encourage all of you to watch it because it was real good. And it was real right. And now that Scott Atlas is on the White House task force for coronavirus, there's actually someone there who understands the data and cares about America, a.k.a. not Anthony Fauci. So all of a sudden, under Scott Atlas's guidance, Trump went ahead and said, basically, all of the things I have said about coronavirus for the last five months. The media, CNN and elsewhere, New York Times tried to paint Scott Atlas, an actual expert, as a conspiracy theorist, because his point of view is different than Anthony Fauci's point of view. And this is the problem with believing that there is a the science and that there is a the data. It's very dumb. And they pretend that about all of their issues. They believe the data supports their race narratives. They believe the data supports their climate change narratives. They believe the data supports their environmental regulation narratives. All of this, Democrats claim to be on the side of the science and the data. How do they do that? Well, does the data match what they're saying? (laughs) No. But can they find an expert to say, that the data matches what they're saying by confusing people with statistics and making them rely on your credentials. Yeah, that sounds like what they're going to do. At the end of Trump's press conference yesterday, he was walking out of the press room and CNN's uh, uh, millennial blogger who covers the White House, Caitlin Collins, who is hands down the most reprehensible reporter I've ever seen. She actually makes Jim Acosta look somewhat responsible. So the president's walking off stage. It's clear that he is not taking any more questions. And what Caitlin Collins does is try is tries to to scream out a counter narrative to Trump after he has left, but while the microphones are still on. You can watch the end of the recording when she does it. It's so pathetic. She's not asking a question. She's literally trying to insert a counter-narrative into the same press conference. It is so disrespectful. It is so dishonest. It's disgraceful. I don't understand how people with any moral core can act this way, much less do so while claiming the mantle of integrity. Much less the mantle of journalistic objectivity. Remember CNN's commercials like this is an apple. This is a banana. It's supposed to communicate the message where Everyone who doesn't agree with what they're saying is not properly seeing reality. When the truth is, they are saying the opposite of reality basically all the time. Someone tell me one thing, one important issue in the last five years that the mainstream media has gotten right. There are none. They tried to make Hillary Clinton win. They failed. They tried to make Donald Trump illegitimate with the help of Barack Obama and Joe Biden and Susan Rice and the Clintons and, of course, Kamala Harris. And they failed that, too. They tried to impeach him and they failed. The Mueller investigation failed. Coronavirus response, trying to pin it all on Donald Trump failed. George Floyd. Has anybody watched the actual body camera footage? Nine weeks it took for it to get leaked while these people allowed the country to be torn apart and agitated a race war with a violent Marxist get-out-the-vote operation called Black Lives Matter and actual Violent insurrectionists in Antifa, who they refuse still to denounce. These people are disgraceful. So, in California, our Lord and Savior Gavin Newsom tweeted that he was sending $81 million the areas most unequipped to deal with the coronavirus. And it's funny because they do this stuff a lot. They say, we're going to give all this money to the poor people and to the minorities. How many times have they said that's what they're doing? And how many times has them doing that solved problems? On one end, it's like a million, and on the other end, it's still holding strong at zero. They are not helping anyone. I can guarantee you that $81 million is basically going to be siphoned off by consultants and contractors and people that they owe political favors to. There is no money in California. Gavin Newsom's lockdowns and Eric Garcetti's lockdowns and London Breed in San Francisco, her lockdowns, have pushed the state $50 billion more in debt. And this was after they passed HHH a few years ago that was setting aside $1.4 billion for homeless housing. None of that housing has been built. The cost went up five times, so that's $7 billion. And 40% of that, 40% of that goes to consultants. That's $2.8 billion. That's crazy. But you guys will still applaud for this. Not you guys. I love you guys. (laughs) My high nooners. And if you are high, I appreciate the hell out of you. But California liberals still think that this stuff is good. Oh, my God, we are so great. We give money to poor people. I gave it to them myself, and I know where it's going. And just think about all their lives. You pretend to care about strangers while you tell your friends and family to go fuck themselves for disagreeing with you. If you think that Trump's supporters at this point are the stupid and evil ones, you got some explaining to do. And I was thinking about this yesterday, you know, Gavin Newsom, as we have already gone over, was literally paying celebrities and influencers to encourage mask wearing in the public and they would hashtag the whatever it was the wear a mask campaign or look at Gavin's hair hashtag. Doesn't he talk like a combination of Tom Waits and William Shatner? You'll see. Why would anyone believe that the Democratic Party hasn't been paying celebrities and influencers to post their hashtags for Black Lives Matter or Me Too or any of their other various get-out-the-vote operations? And let's also recall that Kamala Harris's number one signifiers of her goodness are her constant abuse of those two actual societal problems by using Black Lives Matter and Me Too as vehicles to garner political support and raise money. That is what's happening. So yesterday, uh, Biden and Harris did their first opening event together. They held it in a high school gymnasium. And then they took video of the two of them gallantly walking out the high school doors. Like, look at these heroes emerging from a school. And the school symbolism should be taken seriously because what that is Is them declaring that they are on the side of the teachers and that they are on the side of kids being in schools. But they were the ones who held children hostage to meet the demands of the teachers' union. And that cannot be forgotten when you see these images. These images are propagandistic lies. They held the country hostage for coronavirus relief, and they held the entire next generation hostage, their future hostage, so that they could get money for Gavin and Andrew Cuomo. Both of whom are speaking at the Democratic National Convention, along with Gretchen Whitmer. Why? Why? These are among the biggest failures in the world at handling coronavirus. If it weren't for five Democratic governors putting sick people into nursing homes, our coronavirus statistics would look wildly different. We would have among the world's best responses To coronavirus, not the worst, not the most deaths, not the highest death rate, which we already don't have at all. And without those blue states, our response would have looked a whole lot more like Sweden's and Sweden is done with the coronavirus. They did not change their lifestyles drastically. They did not destroy their economy. They did not destroy their national cohesion. They did not turn a pandemic into a political campaign. The Democrats did that. When controlled demolition comes out, I hope people will listen to it all the way through because it is so long and I apologize for that. But I want to capture the entirety of, of these last six months in full and in context so that people can understand the lie that was perpetrated on this country so that some of the worst people in our society could seize power. And I'm talking about politicians and I'm talking about corporate leaders and I'm talking about celebrities. Isn't it amazing and wonderful that in the last five months, people have completely stopped giving a shit about what celebrities think about politics? Everyone should just have an internal round of applause just for that. And again, I've said this a million times. Celebrities can say whatever the fuck they want. And if they're talking about politics, I hope they know what they're talking about. But what I want and what I've always wanted and what the goal of everything I do in the political realm is, and in the you know cultural criticism realm is, is I want to take away the social capital of not thinking and not having taste and not making moral judgments on moral situations. Because people get credit for which side they fall on. They should not, okay? People should only get credit for how much their own personal ideas are contributing to the conversation. And I'm sorry, Alyssa Milano. You're not doing that. Sorry, Mark Ruffalo. Sorry, Debra Messing. These fucking idiots. I would love to debate any of these people. I love when people think like, "Oh, he's talking shit about them because they're celebrities." But they're doing so much good. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're distorting the conversation for everyone else because they played the fucking Hulk. How dumb and lazy and depraved do we have to be to care what Deborah fucking Messing thinks about anything? So after uh, the Democrats started posting... Uh, Clips of the Biden and Harris event that started an hour late and was so, so quiet and free of energy and poorly lit and poorly executed. They, they start posting these clips of Joe Biden staring like a proud father at Kamala Harris and uh, woke blogger from the Washington Post, Jennifer Rubin, who is considered a, a quote unquote conservative. She tweeted at this video, I'm not crying, you're crying. For real, that person has her goddamn brain broken, okay? Because crying when you see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris together means you've gone insane. Imagine the well of pent up emotion and frustration that would lead one to be happy about that. They are prepared to vote for a dead racist and a sociopath with no moral core. And they're proud of it because she's a black woman who do these people think everyone else is? Imagine being that bubbled. I don't understand it. And it's so funny because people use the word grifter a lot right now. And people basically say anyone is a grifter if, if they disagree with their views, which is so silly. But the people who are legitimate grifters are these people like Jennifer Rubin and Essie Cup. And all the uh, all the bros over at the Lincoln Project, you know, Rick Wilson and Steve Schmidt and Charlie Sykes and Tim Miller. These fucking dummies who are basically playing conservatives on TV. And if you remember. Back in the day, they were all playing The good conservative to liberals back then, too. Remember, they would come on and say, oh, yeah, well, I don't know about that. It's kind of this way and then agree with their position so that everybody likes them. Right. That was edgy back then. Now. They are playing the same role for liberals. They've just added that they don't like Trump. And what this does is it makes liberals and progressives think that the good conservatives believe all the same things they believe. They're actually trying to say that Kamala Harris is somehow conservative. Kamala Harris has the second most progressive voting record in the Senate. There is nothing about Kamala Harris that is conservative. It's impossible to even portray anything she does and thinks as conservative. There is none of it. I'm sure that she will eventually say things that she doesn't believe that are useful in trying to win the votes of -of middle-of-the-road people and conservatives. But they're not going to be honest or real or actual conservative principles because she doesn't have any. The idea that you will change your political view to seize more power is not a conservative principle. In fact, it's the opposite of conservatism. Nancy Pelosi addressed the failed attempt at coronavirus relief. She is still trying to pin it on Republicans, still trying to pin it on Donald Trump. And her explanation was that the Democrats were the ones who came to the table willing to compromise. And the way she described that compromise was they would come down on their demands by $1 trillion if the Republicans came up on their demands by $1 trillion. What is the explanation for where that trillion dollars is going to go? Well, we've talked about it. It's going to go to bailout blue states and cities and it's going to go to teachers unions. In fact, a full trillion of what they were requesting originally was only for the bailouts of states and cities. So perhaps they just told the teachers unions to kick rocks. And of course, the Republicans are not going to compromise with that position because it is not a compromise position because she's what she's not saying is that that compromise also includes universal mail-in balloting. And she can't say that because then it's obvious that they held the country hostage so that they could try to fix the election. The BBC had a report yesterday that the UK's coronavirus community spread is equivalent to Sweden's. That means the same portion of people are infected in both places. Sweden did not lock down at all. The UK locked down much as we did. How's that happen if masks and lockdowns work? But obviously, masks and lockdowns do not work. And the people that are saying they do work are liars and don't know what they're talking about because they have no proof. Someone on Twitter tried to to prove this to me yesterday. That Sweden had this horrible response. And they tried to prove it by showing me. Articles from April that said Sweden bad. This is the extent of knowledge the people arguing with you have. All you have to do is make them explain their points. They cannot explain them. They do not know anything more about coronavirus statistics. Patterns of spread, lethality, or anything else. They don't know any of it, and they can't explain any of it, and they can't explain the differences in the results from location to location. They cannot explain one single relevant aspect of the coronavirus. But they will argue with you nonetheless. Because they cannot let go of the narrative that they believe. And I understand why this is hard. And you guys all should too. Like it's important to not think all of these people are stupid. And I know I make it sound like I think that they are all the time. And part of that is just humor. And part of it is me being abrasive. Because I genuinely want to shock people into understanding how wrong they are. Okay. But I don't think all these people are stupid. I do think all these people are lazy and privileged because if they weren't, they would have to face the reality that they are wrong. Okay? And facing that reality is also not easy. All right? This is like people People talk about this being, you know, getting red-pilled. And I think that that's kind of a silly framework in in some ways and, and not as much in others. I think the most interesting part of, of being quote unquote red pilled is not that you see a new reality, although you do. It's the, just the idea that once you have swallowed it, there is no going back. Once you can see what this is, there is no going back. It is impossible to fully comprehend the lie that has been perpetuated on us for decades. And if you're my age or younger, there was never anything else. And I imagine that's true for almost every living person right now. It is definitely true since Ronald Reagan left office. There is no question that Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama— is all a part of the same thing and they all hang out together so what the hell does that mean just a bunch of just a bunch of nice president's pounding around down there on the range out here on the ponderosa where high noon is recorded out in the dusty desert rattin' up something for dinner And one last thing that I want to say that I meant to say yesterday and forgot, and I think this is important. People have accused Trump relentlessly of building his campaign around identity, around white male identity, around white supremacy, around racism, around homophobia, around being anti-Islam, around being anti-immigrant. He is none of those things. He is none of those things. Again, when people say Trump's a racist, ask them why. Ask them why they'll say kids in cages. Obama did that. Trump separating families was something else. It was about saving those children from people who weren't their parents and were using them to traffic. That's why they were separated. DNA cheek swabs showed that they were not the children and that they were not related to the people they were crossing the border with. So there goes that one. Well, Trump said there are fine people on both sides. Nope. Watch the video. He said specifically that he was not talking about neo-Nazis and white nationalists. He was specifically talking about the people that were there to protest the taking down of statues. Which is something that non racists can be for. And that's who he was saying were fine people. And he also included the left in his statement of fine people. The media has lied to you, your team has lied to you, your team has betrayed you. Walk away. Walk away. All that means is I know you want good things. I know you believe you are after good things. The problem is your team took your affiliation with them for granted. And on your goodwill is making a world no one should want to live in. And that's it. Your team has betrayed you. Walk away. I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to the band, Hope's Fall. Goodbye! If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the telegram messenger app and going to t.me imyourmoderator I'm your moderator on social media. You can follow me on truth, social getter and gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on rumble and Bitshoot. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your The merch site is canceled. or go direct